Welcome to another episode of It's Just Pennies. This is the Stock Whisperer. Before you enjoy today's episode, let me just state this. I am not a financial advisor, so if you're looking for financial advice, please seek an investment professional. The episode that you're about to hear is strictly for educational and informational purposes only. Hello, OTCers. Today's episode is brought to you by PSG Good Works. On August 21st, from 9 a.m. to noon, Penny Stock Gurus and its friends are doing a back-to-school giveaway. They will be giving out a minimum of 1,000 bags with school supplies, maybe even more, at the the Our Lady of the Lake University in San Antonio, Texas. Now, if you can't be there but would like to be a part of the giveaway, feel free to send a cash app to Penny Stock Gurus. Again, that's Penny Stock Gurus. I'm going to spell it for you. It's the dollar sign P-E-N-N-Y-S-T-O-C-K-G-U-R-U-S. Again, that's dollar sign P-E-N-N-Y-S-T-O-C-K-G-U-R-U-S. And in the comment section, just indicate back to school giveaway or that you heard of the event on the It's Just Penny podcast. And he can definitely make sure that uh, another bag can be added or more school supplies can be added to the people in the community of San Antonio. Now, for today's episode, I'm going to be sharing my process, what I do in on a day in and a day out basis. Many times I'm asked about what I do. I think sometimes when people ask me that question, they picture like a room with 30,000 screens thousand charts and books and highlights everywhere and a ton of group chats. And maybe people are just making it over complex. You know, for me personally, I'm going to be sharing my process and I want you to definitely keep that in mind. And it may at times sound a little obsessive, but when I think about it, the fact that I can make an unlimited amount of money, I like to think that this is a good obsession. I'm not saying that you need to follow my process. I'm hoping that it just gives you an idea of the level of dedication or just what you would need to do and it gives you a better perspective of the effort you're going to have to put in to get to where you want to be. But I am going to challenge you to figure out what works for you, perfect it, and don't ever waver from me. Now, for me, before I even proceed even further, I just want to level set, right? I'm a father of four. All of my kids are in third grade or under, and I have a newborn, all boys all active in sports, except the newborn, of course. I have not always been in a good financial position. I didn't. I wasn't born into money. So let's get that out of the window, right? Let's throw that out of the window. And I choose to work, right? At any day, I can just say, decide I don't want to work anymore. And I put myself into that position to have that as an option now, right? So I also want to put that out there as well. I want to be very transparent when I when I go over my process and go over the level of detail of stuff that I do, because when I'm doing this, I'm eliminating all excuses such as I don't have enough time, it's too late, or what's what's another excuse that may come to mind? It's just too much information to, to, to do all this. So I'm eliminating all that because when it comes to having a busy schedule, I just laid mine out at a high level. My schedule's filled every day. If there's 24 hours in a day, I'm probably using 25 of them. I'm borrowing an hour from the next day. So let's just keep that in mind when I go over my process, because what I don't want is you hear some of the stuff that I do, and then maybe you get turned off. 
or maybe you just feel overwhelmed. But hopefully it actually motivates you. Like if this person is this active in his family life, his kid's life, he's doing all this at home. He's also choosing to work. I can do that too. So I wanted to put that out there first. Now for me, when I start my day, typically I like to meditate. Meditate for a little bit. Just take deep breaths. Calm me. From there, I will go ahead and then read something spiritual, right? Sometimes it's my Bible. It might be some daily testimonies. Just getting in that right mindset. After I do that, I choose to pray. I pray, you know, for my family, my friends, good health, you know, protect us. And also I even pray for, you know, the people in the telegram. I pray that I'm able to deliver the proper information in a clear manner just to give any guidance or any information so that when people are able to have a a resource to use, they're confident that they're not getting manipulated or anything to go. And then I just pray that I'm able to articulate everything in a clear manner because I understand with much reward, there's more responsibility. And this is something that although it was an idea to start has now taken a life of its own. So I'm definitely appreciative of the, the podcast, of the people I've been able to help and everything from that. But I also realized that you got to take care of your mental health. And for me, in the morning, when I'm starting my day, meditating, getting that spiritual food in helps me have that good mental state. Because no matter how good you are physically, if you're not right mentally, you're you're behind the curveball and you don't even know it. So after I do all that, I, you know, I'm pull up uh, my maybe my computer, but typically it's my it is my cell phone. Uh, I look at my cell phone and I look at the filing RE app. Normally, I don't even have I don't even have to open the app. I actually look at my alerts based on um, the presets I already have set for the filing RE. And with those alerts, I'm able to actually review them, right? I'm looking at those alerts, looking at the tickers, just looking at to see if the news stands out. Uh, why am I being alerted, right? I indicated why I want to be alert, and I'm just seeing what category it falls under. From reviewing the, the alerts, I'm able to then determine whether or not I want to do more research. If it's one that I'm already in, you know, I'm quick to share that on a Telegram just to get that information out there. I understand not everyone has access to the same resources, so I'm I want to share some of the information I have. Um, I, I get it out there as quickly as possible. Sometimes I may even give my insight on it. You know, I read the, the filings or read the, the press release, and this is my thoughts of it. But then I also encourage others to take the time to read theirs because I don't want to feel like anyone is being, you know, a sheep or anything like that. At the end of the day, I want everybody to learn how to fish for themselves. So when I share my thoughts, I'm really just sharing what am I looking for to give you and everyone else a, a proper perspective? Now that I've reviewed all my filing RE alerts, I'll then go ahead and pull up uh, my account. I like to look at my account, look at uh, what I may have been up and up or down for the previous day. But really what I'm doing is just going through each ticker. From there, I'm just doing quick research. I might look on Twitter for each one of the tickers that I that I have. I might look on Yahoo Finance, you know, pull it up and scan. So what I'm doing is or even take some time to go to Investor Hub and just to see if the reason why I'm in those tickers is still valid, right? I'm making sure the catalyst that I identified when I first invested in the ticker is still the same reason why I'm holding the stock. The last thing you want to do is say, hey, I got in a, a stock ticker for, let's just say, an acquisition. And then the company goes to, let's just say garbage, right? The company, the acquisition falls apart and the company CEO leaves the company and there's no one running it. Right. Then nine times out of 10, I'm not probably going to hold it. 
But you might not even know that. Say you were busy the prior day and a stock went down, but you don't know why it went down. So it's always good to constantly review your account. You know, maybe the reason why you got in was due to a, a merger and now you've done more and more research on that merger. So you might have been planning on getting out when a quick you got a double. But now you're like, I'm going to go ahead and see how much higher it's going to go. So it's very important that on a regular basis, take some time to review your account. So that's what I like to do. Actually, on a daily basis, I review my account and then just go from there. Following reviewing my account, I like to also review the prior day top 10 stocks that moved, the top 10 stocks that moved in a gains way, as well as the top 10 stocks that moved as a loss, right? That went down. And I do that because for the ones that moved in, for the ones that move that's in the top 10, maybe I didn't get in them right? Maybe I'm not in them. And if I'm not in them, I'm studying the catalyst. Why did it move? Why did it move so massive? What did I miss? What could I have looked for? Yes, it may think that I'm not in in it, so I didn't get an opportunity to take advantage of that massive gain, but I'm using that as an extra opportunity to take some time to learn so when I see it in the future, I can jump right on it. I can make a sound decision. Now, the purpose of me reviewing the top 10 stocks that took a, let's say a nosedive, right? That had a rough previous day. I'm trying to see if there was basically too much selling, right? The stock market overreacted to something and I'm expecting a bounce. A perfect example, I believe is CRSM. It was one that they put out news basically indicating that it's going to be a few weeks before they have any significant updates and it tanked. Right. And when I researched and I saw what happened, I was like, oh, this is going to this is going to have a, a, a correction. It's going to bounce back up. And so let's say it went from six cent to down to one cent. And guess what? On Monday, July 26, it went back up to five cent. So if you're able to get on that dip and you're able to review why and understand why it tanked and why it went down, you were able to make a sound decision like, oh, this is going to bounce back. So it's, I'm constantly reviewing why tickers are going down as well, because you can learn. You're learning how to embrace those dips. You're learning how to play those dips and be comfortable. Like it's so easy to get caught chasing things. But most of the your money, especially if you're going to do it for a long time, and you're planning on doing it a long time. It's made when the impatient is selling to those who are being patient. So that's definitely something to keep in mind. And then after I'm reviewing the top 10 that moved in the top 10 for better or for worse, pretty much, I like to look at, you know, some of my other resources like you have scans, right? Scans does a very good job at releasing or providing any news that's released pre-market on their app. Or it's not even an app because they don't have a mobile app. It's more of a the website, the browser on the website. So if you're on your, your laptop or your desktop computer, you're able to pull up scans and then you're able to see some of the news. So I'm just reviewing the news. And if I see anything that stand out, I'm quick to share it. But I'm also able to then, because it is pre-market, you know, I'm not able to you know, buy or sell anything. I'm able to do further research. So I'm reviewing the scans or any other resources that I have. You know, I might go to Yahoo Finance and, and see if any of the penny stock sites have released anything as well. You know, And then from there, I like to go on Twitter. I use Twitter just to see if there's anything outstanding or standing out that seems hot, right? 
what is being pumped. And then going from there, I'm not really a big fan of following someone or, you know, playing plays of someone who has hundreds of thousands of people following them and or people who give like a list of 30 stocks, right? They give, here's my top 30 or 40 for the day. And it's like, that's very inefficient, right? I like to take that sniper approach. And it's easy to list 30 or 40 stocks and have one run. You're like, hey, this is the one I chose and they see it was on my list. Also, those who have these massive followings, a lot of time they may be in stocks. I'm not saying that all are that are front loaded, meaning if I buy a stock in the subs, right, or even the trips and I buy hundreds of millions of shares, you're going to see that volume. And then I put out on my Twitter alert, hey, such stock ABCD has uh, a lot of volume and look at these buys. And then since I mentioned it and I have this large following, you might be holding me very at a high regards and give me and just dive in. Right. So now I'm diving in into a stock because someone I'm following has mentioned it without doing the proper due diligence. And what they're doing then is selling me, selling me shares that I'm buying at the ass. Right. So it's front loaded and now it's up 30, 40 percent. And now I'm buying that 40 percent to somebody who I'm following on Twitter who has mentioned it. And they're the ones that get out with the profit. I'm the one carrying them back. So that's something to keep in mind when you're following people with massive followings. Check their, you know, their stock facts. It's like car facts. Check their stock facts. How efficient are they really? There are some credible people out there you can follow. Something you're going to have to learn. You know, you got to figure out why you're following a person and, and should you. I like to use Twitter as far as a, a large research tool. It's millions of people, if not billions, right, that are using Twitter. There's this stock world and you can just find all these tickers. I like to use it because I don't see everything. However, I can pull maybe 10 or 20 tickers off Twitter and then go researching myself that I may have never found through some of the filters on scans or filing RE or even on my think or swim when I'm using the top 10 that moved or the, you know the top 10 that moved for gains or for losses. That's pretty much why I use Twitter. Other than that, when it comes to Twitter, I'm pretty much using it just to communicate with people prior to the market and after market. I'm not a big user of it during market hours. I'm pretty much on my Telegram or even Penny Stock Guru's Telegram. Uh, you know, it's it's a very good family um, oriented one there. Uh, people are, you know, they share information. They're, they're just not posting tickers. They're actually sharing the research behind it. So it becomes helpful as far as a good starting place. Speaking of group chats, that's, a, you know, I use group chats. I use group chats more to find out what are people talking about so I can do research behind it to see if what people are talking about and the rumors they all met, they all match. Now, I may I think I've been invited to tons of group chats, but I may realistically be in maybe one or two that I'm active in. Other than that, from time to time, if I have the time every few months, I might dive into other people group chats just to see what people are talking about. But from a being active point, I like to move, like I said earlier, in a sniper way, like very efficient. So if I'm in all these group chats, I'm not being efficient with my time as far as trading and also updating my telegram of what I'm seeing and why I'm seeing it and being able to pro provide that proper explanation and insight. Besides the group chats, I have my own text group chats that I send out. You know, there's people that I... I talk to on a regular basis, either via phone or via text that been that 
that have been researching and doing stocks, especially in the OTC for 10, 15, 20 years. I know I'm young, but I've been around them for a long time. So I reach out to them. Hey, this is what I'm saying. Is there anything you're saying? You know, I called this CEO. He provided this public information. What are your thoughts on that? And then I reach out to some of the people who have reached out to me previously. And, you know, maybe they've started a group chat and I just say, hey, what are you guys looking for? I'm a real big proponent of people fishing for themselves. And I'll just do a post check. Oh, why do you like that stock? What's the catalyst behind it? What's the share structure? I think people were making fun of me not too long ago on Twitter about it. Whenever they ask a question, I'm definitely, if you're going to provide me a ticker, you got to you got to know the catalyst of why you provide it to me. You got to know the share structure. You got to have some research. If you just say, hey, what's your thoughts on X, 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 X? I'm like, well, well, why would you even suggest it? What's the catalyst behind that? What are you hearing? What's the share structure? Because if for me, I can't go above a certain amount of billions of shares as far as me investing in. I've broken that down in the share structure episode and I've said it a few times. So I'm real big on that. So I've reached out to people on my group chats. I reached out even on the text chats. Hey, this is what I'm looking for. This is what I, I see today. Here's my here's my plan. I plan on executing. Um, it's not a it's not a lot of people. It's not like I'm trying to sneak and do anything. But you know, you have people that you're real close to with that you you want to make sure they're doing their proper research. You want to make sure that hey, if they say they want to do it, they don't get discouraged. You know, it's a long journey. And in the end, the only people who lose when it comes to investing stocks are the ones that quit. So definitely keep that in mind. Now, when the market opens, the first thing I do, I'm looking at my portfolio and seeing if anything has dipped in that first hour. That first hour is pretty much what they call amateur hour for people. A lot of people are caught buying stocks that had a gap up right pre-market and it looks like it's going to run and then they come back down. So while people are looking for those runners in that first hour, I'm actually looking for stocks that dip, especially what's in my portfolio. And I'm doing that because I'm looking at, well, trying to figure out why it did. Maybe some some people are just being impatient. And if I'm able to determine that they are being impatient, I'm buying those dips because I'm holding it for something much bigger. If it if maybe it was bad news. So now I got to, you know, make a decision on the fly. Do I want to continue to hold or am I happy with my current gains or if I am at a loss, do I want to just take this loss and cut my losses and move on? So while everyone's focusing again on those those runners, that first hour, there's a lot of manipulation going on. So what I normally like to do is just focus on things that are dipping and going from there. So once we get past that first hour, sometimes I, I'll take the time to look at the breakout boards, right? I think Scans has a few. TD Ameritrade, you're able to set certain charts. Uh, there's other resources brokers have. And I'm just looking for what stocks have the highest volume, right? Why is the volume so high? You know, I'm looking for potential stocks that may may have just now went above their 52 week high. Why is this stock running? Do I think it's going to run more? I'm looking at for stocks that maybe had a rough day, right? During the intraday that potentially could bounce, right? Because the market does have correction periods. And sometimes people have all these stop losses on their account, basically meaning that if I have a good amount of shares and I'm selling and I'm causing the price to to take a, a uh, dip, right? And it's dipping, 
and you have these stop losses, I can trigger those and cause the price to tank. Therefore, I'm manipulating the price and then able to get back in. So that's something to come in mind, to keep in mind. Me personally, I've never done that. I'm not really a big fan of manipulating the price to be greedy. I think there's when it comes to money and comes to investing, there's so much out there that me manipulating the price for our own personal greed is just not my thing. Now, I know there are people who do it and hey, they have to be comfortable with the decisions they make and and what's on their conscience. Now, I know that what I just said, it may sound like a lot. Take a deep breath. Stop. I don't want you to feel overwhelmed. I pretty much have gotten to be pretty efficient at this process. And also I break it up, right? I literally just said all this, the activities and at a high level of things I have going on as I'm even recording this podcast. It's in the morning. I just literally put down a newborn and I'm recording this podcast, right? And as soon as I get done recording, the first thing I'm I'm probably going to do is one of these things I just broken down to you before I even go to sleep because the market is going to open and not to uh, in a couple hours anyway, but I'm able to get things off my checklist. So I'm not playing catch up. So even though I gave you a long list of things that I personally do, you don't always have to do that right before the market opens, right? You can review your account. Let's say you're in a parking lot, your kids at practice, you can review your account and do research there. So there are ways to break it down little by little to find a way to make everything fit for you. The ultimate thing you need to do is really find a process that works from researching, from trading, and then going from there. That's something you definitely want to keep in mind. Look, I know that the cool thing is to search to spend time, you know, searching social media sites, and you may not even intend to spend an hour or two on it, right? I've done it before back in the day, right? You pick up your phone, you like, I got five or six minutes, and you're going through maybe let's say Facebook and you're reading something and then maybe you comment, right? And then somebody comment back and now you're commenting. Now you have this whole back and forth dialogue. And before you know it, before you know it, you spent an hour or two on social media, or maybe you're looking at the latest ESPN, you know, website or any other sports blogs or just gossip sites or, and there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with that, but you also got to put it in the mindset of, me doing me searching those sites or me wasting time, you know, going up and down on any of the other social media sites. Is that getting me closer to my goal or is it delaying my long term gratification that I'm trying to get to? So if you're comfortable with that, you got to do what you're, what's com- what works for you. I, I'm not here to judge. But what I'm saying is there's time in a day to get things done. And it's up to you to figure out how to piece it together. If you're able to research, let's say three tickers extra each day, right? And let's say the average month has 30 days. That's 90 more tickers you you have expanded your mind to. It doesn't necessarily mean you have to invest in them, right? You have expanded your mind to those tickers to know what to look for. And then it helps you start making sound decisions more timely, more quicker. So ask yourself at times when you're you're doing things or you find yourself wasting time, is it worth it? Is it taking me away from my goals? I really hope by me sharing my thought process, you now have an idea of some level of dedication you will need to perfect your own process, to perfect your own craft. 
I hope that it's able to, it helps you out and it helps you figure out yours, right? We are all different. What may work for me may not work for the next person. However, it can, you know, have some characteristics or some things that stand out that can benefit the next person. And that's really my ultimate goal of me sharing my process and my thought process of why I do the things I do. And it's really not pretty much a set order. Most of the stuff that I can do the day before, if I have the time and I'm able to sneak it in, I will do it just to get ahead. And I do that because when it comes to my family, especially, you know, the activities that my kids have, I'm always try, I always try to be there. And I, I made a personal rule for myself that when they're awake and they're demanding my time, they should never have to sacrifice their time for me to record a, record a podcast, right? For me to do research on stocks, for me to you know do things I want to do for me. When, it's, when it comes to that, I need to do that while they're asleep, while they're busy, right? While they're doing something with their schoolwork, not when it's their time for me and them to be doing things together. Or for just for me to be there physically and mentally present, right? We can be in a room with our kids and then be on the phone the entire time and literally not know what they're doing. So for me personally, I like to do everything when they're not around or when they are actually busy and they don't demand my attention or they or, or my presence. So if I'm able to sneak in, you know, five minutes here, 10 minutes there to do one of those things that's on my process checklist, I would definitely do it. And before you know it, you might have four or five of the things uh, related to your own process already done. So when you wake up the next morning, you might only have to do one or two. So this concludes that part of the episode. So what I'm going to do now is go ahead and discuss the ticker of the day. This ticker has about 1.8 billion shares available for trading. The company right now is a current, but with that deadline looming as far as uh, September, I forget the exact date, but with that deadline looming, the company being active and having recent press releases, I personally think they're going to meet that deadline and be current. They have, they are linked to several mergers, right? There has been countless rumors as far as them merging with uh, specific companies. The past few weeks, they have had a ton of volume, good volume. And as we know, sometimes volume precedes price. I think not too long ago, even on the OTC Markets website, they updated their officers, right? And they have new directors. It's one that trades very thin, in my opinion. And recently it moved, I want to say over three cents, maybe even tested four cents, which is a long way. It it was in the trips uh, within its 52 week period. This stock ticker is E-G-O-C. Again, that's E-G-O-C. I believe that if they're able to do two things, one, get current, and then two, uh, complete the merger, this is going to have a significant movement. This concludes today's episode. As always, if you can, please rate, write a review if the platform you are listening to allows you to do so. If you have any questions or topic requests or even would like to be a guest on the podcast, please email me at pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Again, that's pennystockwhisperer at gmail.com. Other than that, have a good day and see you later.